dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. Commander Cody, the time has come. To introduce a brand new episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast, I'm your host Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always are my lovely fellow co-hosts Nikki and Claire. Hello. What's up? <laughs> Happy Order 66 day. I'm sure everyone's feeling great and completely retained the will to live. Happy Empire Happy Day. To some some much loved characters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday Ezra. kiddos are the twins <laughs> born today also no they're born two days after two days after okay so coming up yeah they're, they're nearly there Maybe start making the cake now <laughs> <laughs> they're doing yeah, what I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll make the cake for the babies for the twins I don't know how they do it in England, but usually we wait till year one to do that kind of thing. No, but you eat the cake for yourself. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even you introduce this concept never... as well. So this <laughs> racism never... here. Oh my god, I've never birthed any children. I guess so. That probably. <laughs> I'm sorry that you guys know better than I do on the <laughs> on the practice well, of the actual to... day of birth. You do not have to have a child to think that the concept of giving up, like not accepting free cake, is just. I mean, I can't even understand Claire. Oh is this like God. the mid? Is this like medieval times where you don't name the baby for like a year in case it gets like the plague or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no cake in case it dies. Then we wasted time <laughs> making that cake. Exactly. <laughs> Flour, sugar, butter, all that shit's hard to come by nowadays, Nikki. In this feudal system. I make my own. Oh, that's good to know. You're a very well-rounded individual. I try. How about Star Wars, though? Hey. How about (laughs) Star Wars? And how about someone seems to be joining us? (laughs) Yes, joining us today. We have a special guest. It's our beloved audio editor, and saving grace slash saving angel, Ben Warman. How's it going, buddy? Huh. Huh. Is this what it's like? Is this what it's like? Is this what it's like? <laughs> My God, it's full of stars. <laughs> Broken through. <laughs> I see the waveform. The matrix, I see it. <laughs> I should have taken the other pill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, uh, in our first episode, we trapped Ben in some sort of uh, diamond pyramid and sent him into space where he has to forever edit our audio. And uh, now he's escaped. Yeah, the Phantom Zone sucks. I do not recommend it. (laughs) Edit this in, Ben. Edit this in. (laughs) No, believe me. It is the reason any of our shit sounds presentable. So this is is why we have Ben. Genuinely, thank you for everything, Ben. And I'm so excited that you're finally on our end of the insanity. Welcome to the shit show, Ben. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was only a matter of time. So, you know. It really was. And what an event to show up for. Yeah. <laughs> Good times, well, guys. Well, Good myself. <laughs> I do have to say, like, before we jump into the episode itself, because that's going to be the last thing we talk about today as always with the Clone Wars. I do want to know, did you guys all wake up and then the first thing you did was watch the Clone Wars? 
Yes. I, I didn't go to sleep, so no. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Uh, I watched it not first thing, but I want. I think it was right before I had to log in for work this morning. So it was it was pretty close. It was pretty close. I think I ate breakfast first, but you know. Okay, yeah, I'll count that. Yeah, I think we all were in the same sort of boat where we just had, just had to get this done. It was the first time I like. Usually, I check Twitter in the mornings and be like. Oh, what, are, what am I looking at today? And then someone will like a vague. It's going to make me miserable today. <laughs> yeah. The, sec- the oh second I God. saw the second I saw that hashtag Order sixty six was trending on Twitter, I was like, I need to watch this now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just oh, like, man. I need to. I, I, this is the first time I was like, okay, I'm not going to look at anything. I just need to dive in. Not me. Yeah. I just want to be surprised. And oh boy, what a great thing to wake up in the first <laughs> in the morning and then immediately be like depressed mm-hmm. <laughs> i started the uh, right i started the phantom apprentice around eleven thirty last night and sort of like bled into it which was mm. an experience <laughs> i just it's like the idea lot. of um, of nikki on his laptop at like three in the morning <laughs> refreshing the page it was only midnight at- Okay, the midnight, and he's refreshing the page, looks at the Phantom Apprentice and goes, I was looking for the new episode. Why are you here? Why are you here? The one time it was actually funny because on the, at least the desktop version, um, when it's about to drop, they do have like a blank tile for the episode, but it's not like, there's nothing there, no text, no picture. It's just, you can see mm-hmm. the outline. and like, <laughs> the tease, my God, just do it. The foreplay, it's intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, why don't we just jump into the sort of the main news we got this week? Of course, during the quarantine, there's not too much news, so we're just going to get this out of the way really quickly. So bear with us. Uh, starting off, obviously, the major news is that the Rise of Skywalker will be out on May the fourth. So good news for everyone who wants to watch Episode Nine on Monday. Bad news for those mm-hmm. who hate it, but yeah, <laughs> deal with it. Um, Suck it up, dudes. <laughs> It's very easy to not select it on Disney Plus. There you go. You can binge all nine. You can binge all. Well, does that make all of the Star Wars movies now that'll be on Disney Plus? Do they have Rogue One and Solo Solo, on there as well? Solo's still on Netflix. Okay. Oh, is it? I believe so. Interesting. It's still on Netflix. I think their their deal expires maybe in the summer. I think. Okay. That's interesting. That one's like the the redheaded stepchild kind of off in the corner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't talk about Ron like that. (laughs) <laughs> well <laughs> I mean <laughs> Oh that Howard family <laughs> oh, We're not going to have Ron Howard on the show anytime soon um, Nah I'm just I mean with the quarantine stuff. Who knows he might not He's probably not doing anything else <laughs> <laughs> I made sure too In my basement <laughs> Now is the time to shoot our shot I'm having a quick mm. look I thought Solo wasn't here, but maybe I'm wrong. Because I know for sure that both the original and prequel trilogy are, and I believe, I know Last Jedi is, I think The Force Awakens is as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I think everything so, launched with it except Last Jedi and Solo, I think. So so in the UK, we do have Solo. On Disney+. Plus. Okay. Yeah. Okay, bitch. Whatever. Uh, okay, yeah. so, it, it. It, so it might just be in the US, Netflix yeah. might have the rights. It's yeah, it's all yeah. those weird like international deals and stuff. Yeah. 
I know that um, we don't have Resistance Season 2 because of they've got a deal with Sky, so it might be the same sort of thing. Ooh, yeah. Ah, oh, lovely. But I've sent you a picture just to see what the solo looks like on there, just so you can dream. Way to rub so it in, Charlie. We're going to wait the day. Twinsy <laughs> Darth Maul in live action, please. Um, but yeah, you excited to watch Episode 9 on May the 4th? Well, so I was thinking I would love to, because fuck all else to do, just sit and watch all nine episodes on May the 4th. <laughs> but then I remembered the Resistance, or the uh, Clone Wars finale is going to be May 4th. Like, I don't have time to yep. think about the movies, goddammit. And then on top of that, we have the first episode of the Mandalorian documentary dropping on May the 4th, which is Dave Filoni talking about directing. So I, I'm sorry. Very moist. Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. has to take a seat because because yeah. I need to listen to the gospel of Lord Dave. That that can wait for at least a day. So. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a question for you guys because I was thinking about this earlier. Um, yeah, sure. I find it very hard to celebrate May the Fourth because <laughs> it's like it's like what do we do? What do we do differently? I mean, it's like yeah. it's like we do we do Star Wars every day. It's yeah. like it's it's hard. Like I see all these people doing like special May the Fourth episode, blah blah blah. I'm like, what do we say that we don't say any other day? It's just kind of like <laughs> like do you guys like do you find yourself having a like a May the Fourth tradition of anything? Mm, not really. Well, I used last- to buy the Lego sets, but I can't this year. <laughs> Especially not this year. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I used to, li- last May of the 4th, I was living at home with my parents and my sister, and um, the odd occurrence, because they usually just make fun of me um, pretty heavily, is they watched, uh, what did we watch? We watched uh, the original Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back together last year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And that was really nice. Um yeah. That was the time, but uh, now that I'm on my own, it's just like, yeah, I have to go to work, which is a bit of an unfortunate thing. But instead yeah. of wearing, uh, instead of wearing scrubs, I get to wear jeans. <gasps> Very Ooh. exciting! As long as I wear a Star Wars T-shirt, um, which All means right. um, not only will I be wearing a Star Wars T-shirt, I'll be wearing the most goddamn Star Warsy outfit while still just wearing jeans possible. So. Did your clinic say that you, you don't want they don't want no scrubs? <laughs> Not for me the fourth, baby. It's funny, it's funny you mentioned the uh the dress dress code because at the Lego store there are two occasions in the year where we can wear a costume, and that's Halloween and May the fourth. Like weekend. Oh no, and you oh, missed wow. it. Right. So obviously we're closed. Obviously we don't get some giveaways, which right. to be fair, I don't like anyway. I'm not a huge fan of the micro sets, so I'm not sad. But yeah, um, well. but anyway, uh yeah. So but you know, this this weekend would have been well right now, I would have been able to uh you know, go in my job of the hut costume to <laughs> to the store. Oh, but, you beautiful bastard, yes. But oh well. <laughs> the, best made the, fourth, the best May the Fourth gift I ever got for myself was um, I bought the Lego uh, Ghost and Phantom together and I, Ooh, got, yeah. and I got a free Admiral Yularen figure from yes. uh, the Empire. And it's just so, like, so the good. ISB version, right? 
Mm, little sexy little fucker. What the weirdest one I ever got because I had no idea. I forget which Force Friday it was. Um, they they were handing out Darth Revens, which now go. <laughs> they now they're now yeah. like hundred dollars. To yeah, like get I, that. I think I remember seeing that promotion and people were going bonkers over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So yeah, you you never know what you're gonna get sometimes with those uh, giveaways. But like I said, Sweet for Lego. me personally. I wasn't. I'm not too into the one they did this year. So, if there's any time for an off year, <laughs> I got the right one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need the minifigs. That's what I'm saying. Give me the characters. Yeah, anyway. the, the minifigs are always the best mm-hmm. bonus because they're the things that they're the things that actually make the the set prices go up. Right? Like if they're more original yeah. to the world, the set right? Price goes and up. like because I think that that's sort of like the most unique thing. Um, exactly yeah. of any given set so yeah there's like, like the- um an- another like instance now is the rebels ahsoka she's like north of 70 dollars to find yeah for like for like yeah. a minifig like you guys know how big a minifig is <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure like, yeah it's uh it's it's insane the way they these go was that the yeah. a-wing is that uh, it was the Phoenix Phoenix Home thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, the Pelta quest, Pelta quest cruiser kind of looking thing. Mm-hmm. It had like Commander Sato in it. It had Agent Callus. Also, um, can we just talk about Commander right. Sato real quick? We miss you. Both. Oh, you, whenever you want. Rest in peace. Legend. You handsome, handsome devil. We love was that? It. Yeah, that was it. I just, I just, his name was mentioned, and so I'm legally obligated to make some sort of statement anytime he's brought up. So, so. is is Sato like, is Sato like the the Rebels era equivalent of Captain Kennedy from the Last Jedi? Ooh, solid, Maybe. solid argument. I would, I would argue, because if Captain Kennedy comes up, I also have to make. Hmm. Winner Sato's. His his legacy lives on though with a uh, Mar Man. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> sweet son <laughs> or sweet nephew. <laughs> sweet, baby, sweet baby June. Do I sound quiet to you guys? Uh, no, you're fine. No. Okay, cool. My my spike looks a little bit small today, but anemic. Mine is. <laughs> Charlie, uh, here they they have pills for that, Charlie. Every <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say Charlie. <laughs> We don't all have to be size queens here. <laughs> I tell you what, it may be small, but it's thick as hell. It's what it's what um, you do with that spike. Now I'm imagining like a tuna can, <laughs> <laughs> and it smells like it too. Ah. <laughs> okay, uh, next up in the news, uh, we got Star Wars Battlefront Two, um, the game which came out in 2017 had a sort of a dodgy release. I think it's fair to say. Um, mm. I know since sort of just this crazy sort of uh, 80s montage makeover where it's become the queen of the prom. Um, everyone <laughs> Took off its glasses now. and let its hair down. <laughs> That's all it takes to be pretty, let's be real. <laughs> it's, its hair is just full of luscious Clone Wars characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the final update was announced this uh, past week where we get Scarif, we get some cool new outfits, we got uh, Maul from Rebels, aka... Old Master. 
Uh, we have uh, Ray Skywalker, which people got angry about because you know <laughs> she's not a Skywalker, thing, Charlie. Any rational thing is to get angry about the, the naming of a skin for a computer game. <laughs> just yeah. another um, Tuesday. <laughs> just it's just like getting mad over the name on a toy lightsaber that's sold in a theme park. Hey. Right. <laughs> Don't you have bigger things to worry about, like coronavirus or? Apparently not. No, not Claire, because that would be too. Because if you. If you say don't that, question my that, privilege. You're saying that <laughs> their worries don't count. I mean, they don't, but that's fine. It's what, like what? I'm you white. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you prejudiced against white people? <laughs> oh, don't you understand what we've done for you? Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> yes, so exactly. Conversation. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, enough about white people. Uh, let's talk about uh, the most whitest person of all time, <laughs> Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> who has a cool new outfit. Oh, uh, so cool. Mm-hmm. Fear not my faithful. Um, I'm sure that'd be a cool new line to add onto the game. I don't know if that's in there, but I'll be screaming it multiplayer whenever I get uh, the new multiplayer updated. <laughs> but yeah, uh, has anyone played the new update for Battlefront 2? Me. How'd you, fi- how'd you find it? I thought it was very cool. Um, Especially just the new skins. I also, because the other day it was on sale to like the skin upgrade where it l- unlocks everything. So I was like, screw oh, it, it, I'll just buy it. So this was before the update. Um, so okay. I, I like unlocked all the skins, which was awesome because I was like, I'm never going to play enough to get to buy them or whatever. Um, and uh, so that was nice. So I, I'm a big fan of getting to jump through all those. And then the new ones are, are really cool. I, I got to play as um, Sith Eternal Palpatine, which was really fun. I did not notice any dialogue, but oh, so did it you was really get cool. All the new updates with it. Well, a lot of them just came. Like you don't have to do anything. I think the only there's the only ones you have to unlock yourself are the hooded Ray. You have to do this sort of secret thing on um, in Maz's castle oh, on the Takadana okay. map, and then and then the old master you have to like kill five thousand people in Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise they all just land. So you can just pick them. Um, oh I so didn't yeah. know that. I I did play it earlier but I didn't look in depth at the I believe the, that's the case. Skins. Yeah. Because I, I don't think it was attached to that upgrade that I got. I think it just unlocked for everybody. Well if that's the case I'm automatically changing my palpatine because that boy needs an upgrade. Mm-hmm. I did play Scarif today, and that map looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, I am yeah. so excited for Scarif. It's so good. I, oh, I haven't been able to play yet, but I I need I need it. I need I want in my life. Thank you. I haven't got multiplayer at the minute um, because uh, I'm this thing that we call over here in the UK. I don't know if you got it, uh, Paul. Um, Heard of it? And, mm. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I've been doing this sort of instant action missions. And they're they're so much fun. The new introductional ones where it's like you're playing against other people, but you're not. Um, and also they've they've done a really good revamp for Leia, and she's just like a badass now. Mm-hmm. Are a really you cool implying that where, she wasn't before, Charlie? What in the game mechanics? <laughs> yeah, they were really really shit. But <laughs> yeah. how dare you? You know I like playing I as Leia. To. I had to, Charlie. It's my job. You really upset <laughs> me. <laughs> just quits. Rage quits. <laughs> He'll forgive me in, in ten minutes. It'll be fine. 
<laughs> this is why we should not have women in podcasts. <laughs> 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 Please come to our May the Fourth live stream. Oh, man. <laughs> no Claire's, no Claire's involved on our May the Fourth live stream. You're right. <laughs> those vagina oh, signals, they keep ruining the Star Wars. Women Hashtag, right? <laughs> Hashtag men the fourth. Oh God. <laughs> I'm just saying, all of these ladies out here pretending like they've been Star Wars fans. It's only to impress the boys. I don't know if you've heard that or not, but. I have. I sure what have. If, what <laughs> if instead of May the Force be with you, it was May the Force he with you, and it was just for the fellows? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, one one thing about Battlefront that also I think is worth mentioning is uh, this is in fact the last update, which mm-hmm. yes, sad face. The last the last uh, big content update. I think they said they're still going to do right. like little bug fixes and things like that, but. The last big content rollout. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, any dreams you had that are not in the game at this moment will not be in the game. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I, I had several the dream, of them too. Yeah. Rip the dream having Ahsoka or Rex or anybody like that in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty upset that we didn't get at least Ventress and Ahsoka. I'm How like, did I'm... you not add those two, though? Like, they See, like, both I'm, have two lightsabers, and it's a good guy, and it's a bad guy. And that's like yeah. the most like, lame way to say that. It's like perfect balance. It's like symmetry. It just, I... Mm. Would <sighs> you, Claire, Claire, would you say that it's like poetry? It rhymes? <laughs> Thank you for getting exactly my vibe, Ben. <laughs> You're welcome. So, so like, See, I'm of the opinion that... That's why having men in podcasts is important. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey Ben, after we record, do you want to stick around? I think I might. I'm, I'm thinking about replacing one of the the crew. <laughs> okay, well, I know. Let me check. Fun. Let me check my calendar and see what else I'm doing. Oh, nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just don't just don't tell Nikki. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no joking. Um, if anyone's gonna um, leave, it'll be me. Any after, one of the other two will kill me, <laughs> or both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. That's the possibility. I was just going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say that I would like every single character skin to be available in the game, but now I'm getting fired. Nikki, <laughs> you're you're never going to be fired. You're the founding member, my friend. <laughs> I love hey. you. <laughs> Saf is going to just call me into her office and say <laughs> you're fired. I have to put you down. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I need you to come behind the shed. <laughs> One shotgun. Just come by oh. the lake. Come by the lake, George. <laughs> Just think about the rabbits. Just think about the rabbits. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, no. but um, it is weird that we it's like we don't have a Soko, we don't have Ventress, but we do have Bosk. Bosk, Bosk. Yeah. Mm, like, Why? There's Why? a lot. There's a lot of like early update fault right and it's kind of like it at this in retrospect kind of feels like wasted time they could have added other things Mm -hmm. but it's it's one of those things where i feel like if the launch of the game wasn't such a disaster they probably would have like the the first year or maybe like first eight months worth of content that they had planned was probably anticipating that the that the support for the game was probably going to go like, I mean, three years is still a pretty good 
support schedule for a game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they were planning on it going five years, you know, who knows what other characters and what else they might have added if it had kept going for that long, you know, right. who knows. I will say that this is the tamest, like, complaint as well, because quite frankly, what they've done is amazing. And I'm, oh, yeah. I, think, I know that I can speak on behalf of all you guys and say, like, thank you so much to the team at Dice and everyone there for just creating such a great game. They really it's, cared about it. They put a lot of, like, did, a lot yeah. of care into it. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they didn't have to go back and add a whole bunch of support to it after the the launch of it was such a disaster. But they did, you know. They could have they could have pulled an EA like what EA did with Anthem and just yank everything for the game and just leave it, you know, with no patches and no support. And no, they they put the work in. They, you know, added characters. They tweaked the payment models. They did. They addressed pretty much every complaint that everyone had with the game. And then they just kept adding content. And they did it all for free. Yeah. And it looks beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, I, yeah, I just, I just want to say thank you to the team. I think, I, I think that one thing that did make me laugh though is that the fact that Scarif was the final map for Battlefront One, and then it was the final map for Battlefront Two. So everyone's just saying Scarif is cursed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cursed land. <laughs> Ye beaches. <laughs> be- It'd be it'd be really funny if when when the game servers finally go offline, they just have Scarif get blown up by the Death Star, and like all of the players <laughs> on the whole map just die. Oh my god! <laughs> Your father will be proud. That you got oh my god! <laughs> and the the last shot is like all of the players from both teams standing on the beach watching the laser fire, and then it just ends. It just goes to a white screen. <laughs> That'd be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> At the credits. <laughs> Music yeah. by Gordy Herb. Um, <laughs> okay, um, that's enough about Battlefront 2, I think. We should move on to the final piece of news, which is um, Star Wars Battlefront. Mm. What? Yes, you heard me correct. I'm going to be talking about Star Wars Battlefront, which has got an update this week. And if you're confused, you should be. Um, Star Wars Battlefront from 2004 has been given an update. Um, this past week, I think it was on sale. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, the original Battlefront now has multiplayer enabled again. What? So if you want to go to Steam and you want to play as, you know, on those original maps, Yavin 4, Renvar, go for it. What? Nah, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because I've actually, I still have a CD copy of that game because I love it a lot. Uh, that was one of my the first multiplayer games I ever played online. Um, it, it the game wasn't available on Steam for a long time. Just just the original Battlefront Two from 05 was. So it's interesting that not only is it number one on Steam, but number two they've re added multiplayer support for it. So I'm wondering if there's like like if they're sen- sensing player migration away from other games. For some reason, I don't know why they would, the, you know, the other, the older, you know, Battlefront 2 isn't going anywhere, neither version of it. So I don't know. It's weird. I will say that. I don't, know if you've ever move, s- for sure. I don't know if you've ever seen the modern community for Battlefront 2, the original game. It is exceptional. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, my Lord. Can we just talk about going on? A- well, of course, I start my sentence and then I immediately blank on what the word is. Um <laughs> <laughs> There was a, there's a modded map. 
What? I was just doing a Darth Maul impression. I thought you were forgetting stuff. Go, go ahead. The Umbara map is what I was going to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, it like some of the mods are just some of the wildest things I've seen, and I have a strong attachment to both the Battlefront twos. But yeah, it just mm-hmm. if you haven't seen like footage of what people have done with some of these Clone Wars maps specifically, wild. Yeah. Wild. It's like it's it's so interesting going back to the original Battlefront one because that game it's from the era of shooters where they, there's not even a sprint button. You literally just walk everywhere, and they added a sprint. It was it, like the because Battlefront two came out the next year in 05 and they had added sprint by that time. It's like you get two very distinct eras of shooters in games that came out basically back to back. Mm-hmm. It is one of those, like, like Claire was saying about the Umbara thing. I had the Umbara map, and it's 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 crazy, like, the detail in it, like, the skylight, the way that it goes from uh, ground to planet. They introduce that concept into the game. It's a bit dodgy, but like, the way it works is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got, like, capital ships going at the same time as, you know, you've got the Umbaran ships that they designed, the Umbarans, they designed new skins for that. They did the Clone Wars music, they put it into the game. The weapons, the sound design—it's just—it's just another level. And all the sequel trilogy stuff looks incredible. But the thing that I really love is there's a HD model update, and it's—it looks like Hugh McGregor. Like I Obi Wan Kenobi, it just looks like a mini Hugh McGregor. It was crazy. Well, <laughs> so yeah. Um, if you want to play Battlefront uh, One from 2004, <laughs> yeah. you can. Yeah, it's just um. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, it's much uh, Pandemic Studios, much stuff. Space Shooter just got its online multiplayer mode restored on Steam. It's currently discounted mm. as well, apparently. Yeah, Pandemic, Sorry. a studio game developer that no longer exists. So, not R-I-P. sure who ran that update for them, but there, they, there you go. <laughs> it was just on the street. <laughs> apparently, it's three pounds fifty nine over in the UK. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. They usually it's I think it's normally $10 and they have it on sale for like 70% off or something like that right now because wow. it's for the May the 4th sale. Mm-hmm. Like all of the Star Wars games on Steam are on sale. So Dang. Yeah, Classic Battlefront £3.59, usually it's £7.19. So you have to work that out in terms of um US currency. Yeah. Oh, Empire War is on discount. Oh, I want Empire War. Sorry, I know that's off topic, but it's a good game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe we should talk about the big elephant in the room. <laughs> Me after my quarantine diet? Hey. <laughs> Don't be so down on yourself, Claire. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, the <laughs> or deal with your happened. choice. <laughs> You're a citizen. The Clone Wars did indeed happen. Hey. <laughs> Clone Wars, Clone Wars. So, how upset are we on a scale of one to ten? Oh, yeah, sorry. That's exactly what I was about to ask. Are we okay? okay. I was going to say, is everybody okay before we get get into it? Like, how is it going? Oh my god, I've never felt so dead inside and also totally fulfilled because it was it was perfect. Like it was just it was done perfectly, but it's it's just so damning. Like. It just 
Order 66 is the nightmare we keep reliving. <laughs> it's like, they're like, oh, you want to see it again? Yeah. Here you go. Oh, you want to see? And, and like each time we bring the baggage of the last time with us. So like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're seeing her on the table, you know, spinning around and deflecting all those bolts. And that that's just the undercurrent is everyone else you know who's dying. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a whole well, cause lot. it's like, it's one of those fe- one of the few moments in star Wars where we have a single fixed point in time across multiple stories, because mm-hmm. you know, order 66, you know, at the same time, Ahsoka is trying to reason with Rex, um, Cal Kestis and his master are trying to get off of that star destroyer. You know, uh, Obi-Wan is getting shot off of the cliffside on Utapau. Like all of these things are happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have the weight of all of those moments, all together and then like the brilliance of the score in both revenge of the sith and in other places it's like it's so good it's always so good and i will say as well kudos to um to kevin kleiner for including anakin's dark deeds it's one of the things that i really did Mm -hmm. appreciate from full and order which is that there is while you can do your own score for that scene there's nothing that can i think everyone just remembers that particular score so using that and reinterpreting that was just a great idea. It's like anytime Anakin's betrayal or Anakin's dark deeds shows up in anything, it's just like the gloves are fucking off. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like, oh my God. Um, no, yeah. Kevin Kiner though, it, whew, this, this guy, like I, this is his best score in my opinion of any. Oh, it's like, it's, it's, insane what he does and like there are times when i was like am i watching blade runner <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah. what is going on yeah. and, and and now it and yeah it, it's insane what he does with it like it the the only everything. episodes the only episodes that he's done that i would put even close are the end of the original ahsoka arc where she leaves the jedi and then the very end of rebels like the last two or three episodes of rebels and that's it mm-hmm. this aside from aside from those this is by far not only his best work, but also some of the best that's ever been done for Star Wars. Like I, right. I go as far as to say that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. And Nikki, you're spot on. I, that score is very much like Evangelist sort of type Blade Runner score. Mm-hmm. The only way I can describe mm-hmm. it, like, it's as a compliment. It's it's just pure existential dread in music form. Oh yeah. It's when just I was oh, watching yeah. this, uh, it really was. Um, the thing that I kept thinking of, um, even though it's not perfectly compatible, is I was watching this episode and listening to completely normal conversations of dialogue um, from it. You could throw that same dialogue in insert Clone Wars episode here, um, at least in the beginning of the episode between Ahsoka and the Mandos and whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that that sound that has persisted through the entire episode. It just reminded me so much of Anakin staring out the window on Coruscant, deciding whether he's going to go and get the chancellor. It was like, that was completely exactly the vibe I got. Mm -hmm. And while there wasn't the little like singing, the single voice, uh, like nasally ahs in the background, Mm -hmm. it was the exactly that vibe. It was just, yeah, it's oh, it, it, it haunting. It, it that's exactly right. It 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 gives this like real haunting, almost sense of dread and foreboding because the characters don't know what's going to happen, but the the orchestra is 
there for the audience. You know, mm-hmm. it's there mm-hmm. to speak to us and say, oh, you know, something bad is going to happen. And we're just going to string the tension out and we're going to string it out for like 10 minutes into the episode. It's still going. You know, something bad is going to happen, but we're not going to we're not going to even clue you into as to when the shoe is going to drop. And it's like you're 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 kind of like scoring back and forth in your seat, just waiting like, I don't know. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. And then it just happens and then everything breaks loose. And. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And, and that works yeah. whether you've seen episode three or not. Mm-hmm. That yeah. music will instantly trigger you to think what is about to happen, even if you don't yeah. know what order 66, because to be like, it's not unreasonable to think that everybody gets introduced to Star Wars at different points. You know, some people mm-hmm. jump in on the animation. Some people go, you know, um, so it's it's very no matter whether you've seen it or not. I think that, well, first of all, somebody needs to give Kevin Kiner a a or several Emmys. Also, why isn't everybody just hiring him to make all of their stuff? I don't understand. Yeah. He is the best. <laughs> he's so freaking good. And he's such a student of the material he's given. And, um, but yeah, it really, it just really goes to show that, um, they've learned the lesson that everything needs to stand on its own and everything needs to connect at the same time. Mm. And they, they did a really excellent job with that in this episode. The dread is I'm still feeling the dread and I saw what happened. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. (laughs) I think as well, which is really interesting is that the music plays a, a really great accompaniment just to the state of the galaxy. Like, like you said, Claire, like in any other Clone Wars episode, the end of the siege would have been a joyous thing. Like, yeah, we did it. We defeated Maul. But it's not, and we even see it through everyone's eyes. We see it through, um, we see it through Bo-Katan's eyes. Like, this isn't a joyous occasion. There's smoke mm-hmm. everywhere. There's people in suffering. There's so much like, to do. <laughs> there's there's so much pain going on. Like she's not happy. Like she's not happy. They've saved Mandalore, but at what cost? People have died. People are in terror. People like the whole democracy is being destroyed and it's not just that it's on every planet it's the way people look at the jedi it's the way all these people have suffered through a very long drawn out war and you can just tell like everyone's tired and drawn and the conversation between rex and ahsoka like she's questioning her existence and he's questioning his they may be like best friends but they they've both got great points like Without the war, they would never. He would have existed, and she would have could have been something else. They should have been peacekeepers, yeah. but they're not. The whole galaxy is twisted, and I feel like that theme it just delivers that that point through. It's like something's not right. This shouldn't be how it should be. Mm-hmm. And then it just ramps up until we get that obviously that uh, iconic scene. I will ask you guys: like, did any of you cry? <laughs> Charlie, I'm going to save that one for last because I think everybody already knows the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what about you, Nikki? Um, I went through all the feelings of crying, but no water escaped the eyes. Mm, But it was like, it's it's like everything you feel that like makes you want to cry. It's like the the tragedy of everything. And even the, the, the sheer 
like heroics of you know people like fives like and the dro- the droids like that's the shit that also made me want to like like yeah. cry because it's like these people like the little droids stepping up like that's droids that's a, a felonism that I don't think many other writers would have even thought about like mm-hmm. we're in the middle of order 66 who's gonna help I don't know three little astromechs who just <laughs> want to get in the mix yeah. like uh, it's it's so good how he structured this episode or all all of these episodes and I yeah I think three out of four his writing's been like pretty damn flawless. So yeah. it's like that's yeah. Like for, right starting from the conversation between Rex and Ahsoka, where they both kind of realized like, huh, we're, we're kind of both like child soldiers who grew up together through this war and mm-hmm. all the way through to the very end of the episode is just like a roller coaster of emotion. And yeah, like kind of like Nikki. I'm I I went through you go through all seven stages of grief almost too fast to process anything because things just start happening and you can't really like it's hard to, you know, unless you're pause unless you pause the episode, it's hard to like to parse where your feelings are until you hit those credits and you're like, "Oh no, I don't know what's going to happen next." Mhm. Yeah, for sure. Um like you said Nikki about the droids. I'm pretty sure Dave Filoni voiced one of them because one of them oh, yeah. sounded. He's cheap. Yeah. Oh, he is. CH three three P. Oh my god. The same. The same model. Uh, the same model, like line as Chopper. He just mm-hmm. has a different dome because oh, Chopper is yeah. cool. old and busted. And he's he's got the little dish and the little arm as well. Yeah. And he he grunts <laughs> like Chopper. <laughs> and also the, the the main droid is Ahsoka's R seven, right? Right. From the mm-hmm. season one, yep, baby, day. yeah. Her her old droid, yeah. So God, that broke that. And then GG, GG um, the big head. <laughs> they're, they're they're so beautiful. I will say yes. I did. I t- I cried. <laughs> uh, I think I think, I, I think the last one will get me. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, of it. Yeah. It'll kind of be like rebels in that way. Yeah, I think so I, too. I started. Um, I, the tears welled up in my eyes very early on. They did not fall until the moment that we got the execute order 66 moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not, they did not fall. I mean, they were there and they were growing and building when Ahsoka could sense what was going on inside the chancellor's office. Um, however, they finally started to fall and like I'm legitimately might, you know, the tear or two might fall just even thinking about this moment. And that was after Rex gets the moment, the, uh, the order and his hands are shaking and he drops his helmet and he points those blasters at Ahsoka still with shaking fists. And it just, I, yeah, that was the moment. Once I saw his, him, his him with his hand shaking, holding the helmet, knowing that he cannot stop what he is about to try and do. Yeah, like you Ooh. can. Ooh. <laughs> like, like depending on where you watch it, it might be harder or easier to see this detail. But he is crying in that shot as well when he mm-hmm. turns around to look at Ahsoka. He has tears on his face. He does. I can't. I just like how do you, if you don't love Rex at this point. 
first of all, what show are you watching? And what, like, I don't understand. And their bond together, especially after having that heartfelt conversation of what is my purpose, because I don't agree how I got here and got mm-hmm. to this point in my life. But I'm thankful that I have you as that person that I connect to, that I care for, that I love. Um, that conversation and going from that to Order 66 so quickly. I just, those characters, and I, I really, really am so excited to go back and rewatch Rebels and watch the Ahsoka Rex, you know, reuniting for that reason. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, I'm, I just, ugh. I, they, they have done an impeccable job especially in this last arc at taking every single shot, every single meaning or every single moment and every character interaction has had meaning, has had significant meaning. And there are so many moments in this episode and in that confrontation where like things could have, decisions could have been made that would have put this story into 5,000 different directions but we're here. It's just, oh, sorry. That's like something for me is like, I've been talking with other people a lot the past few weeks, basically it's like since this arc started. And I was very much in this camp of, I don't want to see anyone else during this moment. Um, I want it to be, this is Ahsoka's turn for Order 66. Because all like these other groups I was in were like, oh, we should get this, and we should get this, and we should see mm-hmm. this guy. And why did they make assets for Ayla Secura and Plo Koon? They're obviously going to show them again. I'm like, no. Like, this is their turn. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, and the way this episode was paced and the gut punches and the tragedy and, you know, everything we just, you know, talked about with the the Rex order scene. It's like, that's why it's kept here. And, and again, yeah. it, it comes down to Dave's writing because I think people, people confuse his desire to, or, or his, you know, his place where he can um, be involved in so many things that he just constantly wants to connect. I think they confuse that with the fact that he is not at all a gratuitous writer. Like, and I think twin sons was the first, like, indication of that um but he is so focused when a story like really matters and i i'm just so glad that he stayed focused (laughs) for this episode because staying on them and not jumping around to this and that and like nudging and winking at at all the other different stories made this even more powerful yeah well I, i know there was a lot of speculation before siege of mandalore started airing when we got like the last episode of the Mandalorian and Moff Gideon dropped a couple of references to stuff that's happened on Mandalore since the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And people were like, are we going to see that in Siege of Mandalore? It's like, no, no, we, we left Mandalore before anything happened except for the fight between Ahsoka and Maul. Cause that was what it was important to the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's he, he stayed very focused on the purpose of this, of the ending of the clone wars, which is, which is nice. And I, and I think mm-hmm. has made it, made it more powerful. And also That's we when, don't, we don't know to what degree the empire also continues the siege of Mandalore. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, we don't, we don't know how this fu- totally functions in totality, but, but yeah, no, left, it's, it's amazing. 
the Republic at this point has left a whole metric ton of troops on Mandalore at this point. Yeah. And we're about I mean, to be Empire in 0.5 seconds. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, know, it's, it's like one of those things. Happen. It's like one of those things you kind of expect as Ahsoka is like running around on the Star Destroyer. The clones might be turning on the Mandalorians at that exact same time. We just don't know yet. We don't know if that happens now, if that happens later. Are they going to occupy the planet? Because I know that's what Bo-Katan was afraid of. So, yeah, yeah my immediate thought was that sequence in uh, Revenge of the Sith, which always gives me chills, which is the uh, the clones and the ATRTs walking over the Wookiees' bodies with that like sort of cool jingle version of the Imperial March playing. Mm-hmm. Um, all like these wookies are dead. <laughs> it's so chilling because it's just the idea of, yeah, we saved you from these lot. We we own you now. Like we're in charge. Yeah. Um, is it true that yeah. also I can't remember like exactly, but on Utapau, aren't they also like escorting the like the people? Yes, you can yes, see that in Revenge of the Sith. Yep. Yeah. Oh God. So yeah, like immediate takeover of stabilized control over systems. Yeah. <sighs> Woof. <laughs> I will say, um, Claire, when you were describing what made you cry, I took a picture and sent it to you as well. Yes, I did. I saw to it. Cry. <laughs> um, I love you. I'm sorry I made you cry. <laughs> it's okay. If you know me, you know I'm an emotional dog. Um, so I, I'm just trying to. So I just have to say kudos to George Lucas because it's been what 15 years since Revenge of the Sith. That music and that dialogue, just hearing that dialogue again, and people criticize Hayden, but hearing him say, I need you, I need him, it just breaks my heart every time. Mm. And, and then seeing Ahsoka's reaction to that is just another level. And I'm so glad they used Hayden's voice for that scene. And I think they yeah. mixed a little bit of Matt at the end um that's that's yeah that's what i was gonna say i i kind of paid closer attention to that it sounded like they lifted a lot of the lines straight out of revenge of the sith and i think like one or two of them they switched up to matt lanter for i think it's Anakin's the what have i done but yeah what have i done yeah. is there's matt in there i don't, yeah. I don't know to what degree they like mixed it but yeah but like he's, the, He's definitely and, in there. And and like the the all of the uh Palpatine's dialogue in that scene is definitely straight out of Revenge of the Sith. So mm-hmm. and even, yeah, even I think it in the in the end credits as like the force yeah. vision. It's like Samuel Jackson and whatnot. Yeah. Which that think, that takes guts to to lift mm-hmm. the dialogue straight out of the movie and put it in your show like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that takes guts. I think one of the things that really, really hit me, and I don't know why this really hit me. Um, I think it's because obviously I grew up with the Clone Wars. I didn't watch it straight away. I watched the film when it came out, but I didn't watch the show straight away. It took me like two years to get into it. And there's just something like obviously growing up with Rex, seeing the Fives arc and all that stuff. And then watching Rebels and growing more connected to these characters. There's something just very... I think the closest thing I can relate to is in Doctor Who, in the 50th anniversary. So in the lore of Doctor Who, the Doctor did this horrible thing to his planet to stop the war. And there's a line that... uh, Like a previous version of him. And there's a line that one of the companions says, where Clara says, I know you did this, but I just never imagined you doing it. Like that 
this particular version of him. And it just reminded me of this, that moment. Like I, I, I knew that the clones would turn on the soaker, but I never imagined Rex doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was, that was incredibly chilling to hear Rex like barking orders at the other troopers about killing Ahsoka. It broke my, that's when I started crying. That broke my heart. And the fact that he was the only trooper to, to really try and fight back the extent yeah. that he, he starts crying. He's telling her the clue. You know, think about fives. Um, it's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. And then that just made me think, the more I thought about that, it just made me think more about the other clones. Like, what is their mental health like after this event? Like, yeah, for Wolf, for Gregor, for, I mean, Cody. That's a story I want to see. Like, just the effect that it's had on Cody, because, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> like, that's a dog. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, that's... That's going to be interesting to see in the next episode, isn't it? Because like right at the end of this episode, Rex, I don't know. It's hard to say if he snaps out of it or if he's in his right mind or if like, cause he seemed aside from the fact that, you know, good soldiers follow orders. Otherwise he seemed pretty normal while he was going after Ahsoka. But now obviously you can tell that a switch has kind of been flipped. So it's going to be interesting to see what his reaction to that is you know, moving forward because when he was at the very end, when they're trying to get the door closed, he shoots at least two other clones pretty much without hesitation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be interested to see if they delve into that. If he like starts to break down a little bit and be like, I I have to shoot my brothers to try to save my friend. And himself. Cause they're, they're labeled for termination, right? If they don't do the order. Um, No. Yeah. It's, it's it's wild because I think yeah, especially that was all very surreal because I feel like so much of the implication with what we saw with rebels was that they got the chips out before this happened, right? Yeah, and so it's like <laughs> I remember like going into this episode, I'm like we don't we don't have time we don't have time to talk about the chips, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, and then and then of course we didn't have time, and the order happens, and we're in this bizarro land where Rex is a bad guy for a good few minutes and yeah and yeah that that is that was difficult to watch it's but luckily he had three joints to help him out um, yeah. but but, uh, but yeah no it's it is it was just a whole lot to deal with um can we talk about the yeah. true hero of the clan wars though ct 5555 the boy was right and that's that's something I really love because I remember watching the Fives arc and being so devastated. I was like, I just wish he had some sort of ending that would really like. I know, like, like him eventually. Like, like I remember seeing Rebels and being like, it's nice that Rex didn't go through that, but I kind of wish there was a bit more. But knowing now that he directly helped mm-hmm. after death, yeah, a, yeah, I just love it. Mean, it. It means something. It, it makes does. that it makes that arc feel way better <laughs> because it's yeah. like a, it, it ends on this, like this utter tragedy of he had it and, you know, and nobody, nobody, you know, was able to do anything about it. Um, well, and like Rex's report yeah. that he leaves the hologram that Ahsoka finds 
of him being like, yeah, I know you aren't going to listen to this, but I have to say this because otherwise I wouldn't be doing right by my brother. It's like, that's, that's powerful stuff. That's what, Mm -hmm. you know, fives indirectly, but directly saves not only Rex, but Ahsoka as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that butterfly effect further on down the the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, And he he helps the rebellion in the long run. He does. And like the, the amazing thing is, like Rex didn't even know what to say. He's just like, something's not right. <laughs> like there's something yeah. going on. I don't even know. But and that even that was enough to to yeah. for Ahsoka to to work on it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's fucking. And I guess like another part that we've not mentioned is uh, the other guy in the equation, and that's Mister Maul. Oh, and just oh, just so before we, just before we stray too far away from the the revenge of the Sith scene. It was, it was like fuck, fucking amazing that they got to experience that together. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's happening at the same time. And it's because they're both connected to someone in that room. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, it's, it's it, again, it's, it is galaxy brain shit. When you're like, you think about how many people potentially ourselves included rolled our eyes when Darth Maul was coming back. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and yeah. And now we're sitting here like, what the fuck? It's, it's yeah, it's, it's again, it, it's hard to even put into words sometimes. Like, there's something really cool about his behavior in that scene because he starts off terrified still, like menacingly terrified, like the way mm-hmm. he's, he's sort of stays. The eyes. But he seems like the eyes that the manic eyes. Yeah. He seems like he's in a mixture of both, like, tortured and turned on. <laughs> Like you yeah. can't, can't help but love the chaos of it all. Yeah, he he respects the game. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's one of those things, game. exactly. And it's like this goes back to when he came back, and it was one of the first lines that like really got like one of the first like very thought provoking lines um, in in like the Clone Wars for me when when he's like, "Damn, the war started without me." And it and that yeah. that just opens so many yeah. doors of how much did he know? How much was he part of the plan? And this was also very cool because it's like him realizing things that he didn't know, and he's like, "Wow, that's that's actually pretty cool." <laughs> like, yeah. what a killer yeah. move using the clones. And it's like, Honest- oh, so just learning with Maul what he knew, what he didn't know, has been just yeah. a lot. And it's like watching a, a murder mystery whodunit. It's mm-hmm. like you know at the beginning that this is going to happen, but then you figure out who did it, how did they do it? It was Colonel Mustard in the dining room with a candlestick, like with the force lightning. Wa- <laughs> with the force lightning, yeah. It's like watching him figure it out is just there's something that's so satisfying and like awkwardly relatable on a much milder sense. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's how. Yeah, and he's, he's it's like, just oh, he he's, admires he's the just game like, so far. Yeah, exactly. He's he's like, oh, that's so good. That's so good. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> it's like I know, I know he killed my brother, but I gotta say, he's he's got he, you know, yeah. <laughs> Palpatine's got mad respect. Right. Game. <laughs> mad respect for the game, you know. Hate the yeah. game, don't hate the player. Am I right? Just yeah. kidding. Hate the player. Definitely, definitely, definitely hate the player. <laughs> definitely, in this case. The <laughs> Oh, man. Like, so this is something for Maul specifically 
the scene of him walking down the hallway with all of those clones shooting at him and like him peeling the panels off of the walls and throwing <laughs> like chunks of metal at them. And like he decapitates a dude, he cuts another one in half. Like I, I posted this in the discord, join the Imperial Senate podcast discord. Um, and how is that, or is that not like a subtle shout out to the force unleashed? Because that's <laughs> yeah. like that's like ninety yeah. percent of how most people play the Force Unleashed is just picking stuff off the walls with the Force and throwing it at them. We and, we're, we're going ham on some troopers. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm like, even if that obviously it's not a direct shout out, it can't be a direct shout out or whatever. But it feels it has that same feel. It's like you are just this unstoppable wave of like destruction, and nothing that these troopers have is going to mm-hmm. even slow you down. I mean, it's very Vader in Rogue One. It's very yeah, for sure. It's it's got a great Mandalorian shout out <laughs> with the yeah. uh, the door as a you know cutting tool. Um, <laughs> yeah, and no, yeah, for sure. It's it's such a flex, and it, and there's something and, like rabid about it too. Yeah, it's a it's a total Darth Vader hallway scene in Rogue One and equivalent. Not the so. not the only Rogue One shout out that happen in this episode Ooh, either absolutely oh my not God. oh my goodness i just i do want to say i i do actually also i think i heard you in here charlie i think i do also prefer mall in the hall then it's like there's something so like business professional about the way vader does it and like and like he's just cho- like he's just chopping wood and it's like so impersonal but i don't know you get the feeling mall here is just like it's like so like animalistic. It's yeah. it's fucking wild. He's, he's 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 angry at Ahsoka. He's angry at the clones. He's angry at Palpatine. He's angry at everything. As as always, Maul's anger is what's keeping him alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, just, it's amazing. Yeah, that's just something about him which is just so pure animalistic. Like he appreciated his master's plan, but now he's like fuck fuck these guys. Like I can't I can't deal with them. Like his scowl when she doesn't give him the lightsaber. It's, it's vintage. It's so good, and, and it, it's very much the it's very much the I think seeds of the their their you know banter for um Twilight of the Apprentice. Like you're you're seeing yeah. that come forward where you know where he calls her a part timer and and you know <laughs> yeah and that, that sort of like you, you know vibe they have with each other. I think that's definitely become like that was a thing officially in this episode and i, I, I like i did you so guys... oh no, go ahead Claire. Oh, oh no i was no go ahead because my thought is probably going to take the conversation at a completely different angle well i i was just gonna say i so badly want him to escape the star destroyer like taking a fighter and leave one last com mess com message to ahsoka and for the first time call her lady tano and then just peace out mm-hmm. yeah That'd be cool. Oh, I would live for that. I really would. Do you, I was about to say, do you think that when she goes off without, she's like, now you can do it yourself, mate. <laughs> See you later. Do you think that's the running away Lady Tano scene? Ooh, I don't know. Mm. I, hope, I, think, I hope there's I, more. I think yeah, it's me to too. come. But I was going to ask, did you guys think that there was about to be a team up to escape from the Star Destroyer on this? What did I you think? I thought so. I thought yeah, so. I did. Yeah, I thought it could happen. 
I I did as well. And I remember saying to myself, oh, fuck, no, 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 don't you, no, no. And then when I thought there was a chance of him taking a lightsaber, I was like, don't you fucking give him one. <laughs> and that was so non-Jedi-like and so metal. I, I was just a totally like badass Ahsoka move. I'm like, that's my girl. That's yeah. took, you that's, owe him nothing. <laughs> that's 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 Ray slamming the door in Kylo's face right there. It's like mm-hmm. no, shut, it, shut you down. Although I did really want to see more of a blue lightsaber, like the opposite of when Kenobi had it in uh, season four. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. And Maul's like, blue's <laughs> not my color. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like Ahsoka purposely gives him the short one instead of the long one, just to be like, yeah, that's that's all you need right there. There you go. <laughs> he deserves. Less than that, but he, if she gave, yeah, she'd have to give him a little. Little. It's funny you mention. It's funny you mentioned the the turning down of of a team up or the lightsaber because it's it's just so inverse of Ezra's willingness to trust someone, right? Mm-hmm. Sweet um, puppy. It's like yeah, it's like all these all the way all these characters work together. It's it's so magical. Dave. Is, yeah. Oh, I just love. <laughs> Like there's something just special something about Maul and Clone Wars. I don't know what it is. It's just maybe it's because that's what brought him back. But it's I just mean, the, that, the pure uh, attention to detail in and getting it right. Like it's just on and, every level. And like the animation of his facial expressions is so good. Like the the scowl that you mentioned is almost exactly the same kind of scowl he has on his face when Obi Wan is in the the shaft in episode one all the way mm-hmm. back there when he's using the force to move Qui-Gon's lightsaber. It's that same, like, Oh, come on scowl on his face. It's so good. Mm. And like, of course, obviously our boy, Sam Witwer's amazing voice work as Maul is just chef's kiss every time. He's insane. Honestly, just beautifully unhinged perfection. And the bit where he stares at the hand, <laughs> listening into the message. <laughs> he's like, like he's like looking at someone's phone when they get a message. I just yeah. it. I it's like, like reading somebody else's text. It comes exactly, up on the lock yeah. screen. <laughs> just, oh my god. The whole move stuff. And I think the thing I really appreciate as well is that Dave really tapped into the thing that happens in Revenge of the Sith, which is like halfway through the movie, we're so close to this sort of the period where the design of stuff is changing. There's this, the sequence where Maul's going for the corridor is like, this feels so imperial. I mean, if you look at the the room that he gets locked into with the red lights, it just reminded me of Leia's cell on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. The lighting and stuff. And also, can we or, talk a, a, briefly it, about, sorry, that, um, the Mandalorian casket? Oh, that was yeah. so cool. Mm. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> I was immediately... Like, intergalactic Iron Maiden... <laughs> <laughs> I, I so I so badly want there to be a story about ancient Mandalorians and Jedi fighting now. Like I Me want too. that story. Like like the the dark saber forging era of like the history of those two cultures. Yes. It's so rich. I know, I know someone said on Twitter like it looked like someone else was holding a lightsaber, but I feel like that's just Tata Vizsla. Like the um yeah, it makes I think the so. most sense to me. Mm. Um but my immediate thoughts was, um, I think I sent this to you, Nikki. It reminded me of in Rebels when they find Luminara, the corpse, mm. in a similar sort of design. 
Yeah. Like, do you think that the Republic reverse engineered that technology? Mm. Yeah, I mean, and like the extension is the Citadel being designed to contain Force users. Yeah. Um, like they have a facility, <laughs> right, for for this right. what kind of sick, twisted shit is in there, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's it. That was a fascinating piece of the like of just like world building that they put in there. Yeah. Also, Bo-Katan casually flirting with Ahsoka, saying force-wielding maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> That's hot. Yep, Absolutely. and um, Ursa Wren looking fantastic. Oh, Ursa uh, Wren. beautiful. <sighs> oh, man. We love Ursa. There must be a little Sabine out there as well, because she's older than Ezra, right? Yeah, she's probably... Yeah, she should have been born uh, already. Two, probably around mm-hmm. one or two, I think. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what a badass mom. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> I love Rebels so much. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just, it's so cool seeing. And like we've talked about this before, but it's like, it's the beauty of this weird twist of fate where they've been able to do all this and come back to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, and like be able to include all of it. And yeah, it's, it's so cool. It's it like, really I wonder. Yeah, I wonder in the original version, like, of this, like, because as far as I know, Siege of Mandalore didn't even get to, like, the animatic animatic stage like Bad Batch did. But I wonder, like, in the original version of this episode, like, the original script, who that character was. Like, what? obviously, it wasn't Ursa Wren, but was it somebody else? I don't think so. I don't think that Mm -hmm. there were any other Mandalorians around that time period that they'd fleshed out to that point. So it's right. really cool that they can go back and kind of add her in. Yeah. It was like Bo-Katan was kind of like even just having her own glow up at that point. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. It was cool. Like, I don't. That would have been wild. What was he um, doing for like, the siege lazy gear? I think he just died. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hiding under a desk somewhere. <laughs> He's right. drinking, drinking Snapple. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it's reading the reading the fact on the bottom of the cap. <laughs> yeah, it's oh man. Yeah, I think um, there's there's a lot of really interesting things when you try to like sort of piece together all the different vibes they've like tried to talk about with Siege of Mandalore. Because I think, like you said, like it never really got scripted out or anything even close to like the animatics and i think there were like sketches of what it could have been and i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure i heard somewhere that like maul was supposed to die here like this was yeah. his, his ending and i've heard that as well yeah and and i think i think also it was at some point order 66 going to happen on mandalore and i think that's where that comes into the novel where she's like burying the sabers there and like whatnot and trying to make it look like she died there um so uh, yeah obviously stuff stuff changed big time and i think putting it on the star destroyer i think adds that extra like level of dread right like the full-on trapped nature right of of what's going on well yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like even now at the end of the episode they're still en route to coruscant like so it's a race against time for them to get off the ship before they get to coruscant or they're they're gonna die yeah. Do you think when they try to escape Coruscant, there's a, there's like a, a cruise ship? And they go, "Hey, you can't get in this lane." <laughs> oh my god! 
I, yeah. I like it's another thing. It's like I think I feel like she has to make it back to Coruscant because I still feel I like, like there there has to be the, the Marta sister link up. I think she has to make it back to maybe, them. maybe. Um, but then it's like, so, what's going to happen to the rest of the clones aboard the Star Destroyer? Are she and Rex going to kill everyone else? I don't think so. I don't think that's how it's going to work yeah, out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I don't crazy. know how it's going to play out. I think it's got to be a game of cat and mouse. It's got to be mm-hmm. until we land, because I don't think there are escape pods at this point. Well, no, because Rex um, Rex said to dis- to either disable them or eject them. I don't remember. He said yeah. my head. Yeah. Jettison yeah, but, them. So yeah, we got no escape pods. I think they are going to have to... Con- <laughs> but they got to continue to play cat and mouse, which means our destination next episode is probably Coruscant. So not only do we, oh, man. they have if to we get, get land on Coruscant, sneak if, off of that star destroyer, and then somehow get the fuck out of there. If we get to see like Coruscant in 1313 with all these upgraded, like lighting and models and everything. Oh, it's going to be so pretty. It would be so mm-hmm. wild. I mean, uh, the temple's probably on fire. For start. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Not Maybe a good start. Temple, yeah. She's Gunji on the floor. She's like, oh no. Hey, Charlie, <laughs> can you fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to go excuse yourself, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, uh, another like fascinating thing to me is all promotional material has been accounted for now. <laughs> And like, and we yeah, have officially yeah. not seen a single frame of this last episode. Yeah, I'm so scared. As, <laughs> as, per, as per as usual, Dave Filoni is saving the end of the story for the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's insane. And what do you think we'll yeah. see? What do you think we'll see more of Coruscant then? Like, do you reckon we might see like maybe Vader, maybe uh, Padme? Potentially, I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna stick to my like first instinct of if it if it like makes sense for Ahsoka. I I just don't see us leaving Ahsoka. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like if we see it from her point of view, then possibly. But I don't see us jumping. Yeah, I think. I just. Oh, sorry. Well, I I was just saying. I think if if this were a novel, um, I think. Ahsoka would probably be the point of view character throughout the last episode. So anything, I don't think we're going to be privy to seeing anything that she doesn't see. Like, I think we've got like the, the, the conversation in the room of the, the Jedi council, like holographic conversation was, I think the last little bit of info that we're going to get that wasn't either from Ahsoka or Rex's direct point of view. Because it's like at this point we know where we are in the story, so we just need to follow it out to its conclusion. I was going to say like it w- I would imagine that maybe Ahsoka would reach out to Padme because of the connection there. She knows that's wrong, but I also do appreciate as well that if Padme or Obi Wan knew that she was there, they would try to take her to Mustafar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. That probably won't. That's probably yeah, the case. I feel like it's it's safer month. if or it's. Kind of just like safer for the timeline if like everyone just believes everyone's dead, right? Yeah, <laughs> and like and like you don't have to mess with that. I think one really fascinating thing that could happen is if Palpatine's address is like broadcasted, and she sees mm-hmm. that'd be cool. She sees that. Well, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because she she still doesn't know that Palpatine is Sidious, right? She knows that Order sixty six happened, but she hasn't mm-hmm. drawn the line between the dots because Maul didn't tell her, and Rex was unconscious, so. 
And like, it's, it's one of those things with the vision, right? It's like, we know it because we know the scene, but she doesn't know what the hell happened. Like she, she can't place that. She's not like, she didn't see it. Um, she, she just just knows that the clones, she just knows that the clones turned against her and she felt something happen in the force involving Anakin Mace and the chancellor. And that's about it. Yeah. And it's, it's wild. It is crazy. Although, to be fair, if you're going to get lost somewhere on the run, for Ahsoka, Coruscant's a good bet. <laughs> she's done it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like she's going to see the sisters again because she kind of said it <laughs> when she's like, I'm yeah. coming back for my bike <laughs> or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a perfect way to bring them back in and help that, you know, have them help her escape yeah. to whatever her, her next I'm curious if the next episode is going to end with her and Rex splitting up or if they're going to go off together because mm-hmm. the scene with them in Rebels makes it seem like they haven't seen each other in a very long time but we don't know when they split up like is it now is it does it happen a little bit later after they've escaped you know we don't know yeah I'm, I'll tell you what, I feel like it'll be I feel like it'll be the split. Yeah, me personally. too. I'll tell you what, though, as well. There's a bit of dialogue in Rebels that really hit me more after watching this episode of The Clone Wars. And that is the whole conversation between uh, Ahsoka and Kanan. When she's like, you have to trust them. Because mm-hmm. like, she's been through that. Like He tried to murder her. <laughs> and she still trusts <laughs> yeah. him. Which is yeah. like... Kudos well, to her also... for, like, being so brave. In um in that episode, Rex is like, I didn't betray my Jedi. Yeah, fucking. And I wonder. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder <laughs> to what I wonder to what degree she tells him, like, you know, you fought this, right? And <laughs> like, I wonder if that like made him feel better because it's like, it's like I like yeah. I saved you because of you. So well, like, and that's that's where kind of like you know, the writer side of my brain kind of triggers. And it's like, well, how conscious was Rex through the whole scene? Like from, from the scene where he gets the message until he wakes up on the operating table, how conscious was he of what he was doing? Like, yeah. was, he, was he, well, it's like, it's like a Manchuria candidate thing, right? Was he, was mm-hmm. he just trapped inside of his own body watching and not able to do anything and just like acting out, like according to whatever programming the Kaminoan set up in his head, I don't I know. The case. I think that is the case because the way he yeah. describes it, he he knows everything. Like, and they seem to know. Like, I think they referenced it in the in the Fives arc. Like, they've been having dreams about this sort of thing. It's always in there. They just don't pay much attention to it the way it's programmed. Mm-hmm. It's always been such a like fascinating thing and it's another part of like this episode it was kind of nice to get the like dictionary definition of order 66 because <laughs> it was just kind of like yeah. we know what happens we know like what the intent is but it's like how does that process through the clones is it like a switch that they're you know yeah. immune to like what yeah like what again like what degree of choice did they have because i think before what you saw rex did you'd assume none and then yeah and then it's like yeah, it's it's insane to think about, and like you said, Charlie earlier, like <laughs> what the hell is their mental state after this? Right. And like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what counts as a Jedi? What counts as somebody who's 
deemed worthy of killing. I was that was one thing I was wondering is Ahsoka's technically not a Jedi. Maul is not a Jedi. Are they targets? Mm-hmm. Answer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, they are. I saw someone well, complain about that and it was like that's such a weird thing to you know be pedantic about. Yeah. They're an enemy to the Welcome to fandom, Charlie. <laughs> Excuse you. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to. And it's 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 also something that they did set up in those comics where they had the clones turn against the Inquisitors, saying the same thing. Like it's it's you know it's it's weird that they know ex like obviously it doesn't extend to all force sensitive people because there's no way for them to know that. But there must just be like a a a deep like a subconsciously programmed short list of indicators like okay if you've seen them use a lightsaber and do this this and this then they are marked for execution by order 66 or something like it's like that. anyone in a form of like command position or something yeah um how someone was probably like, doing yeah. that by the way like <laughs> reading out the names <laughs> individually he got like the Excel spreadsheet and he's like, Jesus Christ. And a beer all <laughs> night. Off, it's like, we placed an order for how many? He's squinting. Command. Yeah, he's got a little, he's got a little, he's got a little pesne on his nose and he's like l- trying to look through it like, a, like, like, I can't read this last. Oh. <sighs> Master Mater, come read this. Is this is this that Commander Brody? Is that what that says? <laughs> I don't know oh if actually being a clone who like wears sunglasses and has a ska- like has a skateboard. <laughs> <Commander> Brody. <laughs> hey Brody, what you doing? I'm with Quill and Vance, yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I mean Wolf's name came up earlier and I'm really intrigued on like yeah. what his situation was because again like he he wasn't there for his jedi's death and like right. it, it's like what a weird just sort of situation it's like hey kill this guy <laughs> but I, i'm not with him <laughs> like do i go find him right. like what what do i do he's well, like okay and, i'll call the other guy fine jesus yeah. and, and it's like i'm yeah. I'm also really curious like both wolf and gregor it's like where were they and how did like, how does that logistically work? Does did Rex go to them? Did Ahsoka go to them? Did both of them go and find? Like, are we going to get to see that in this next episode, or is there not enough time? You know, I don't. I know. feel like if anything, we might get a some sort of scene of them trying to like reach out to people. Um, Ahsoka. I feel like Rex. we might get an epilogue of sorts. So I feel like we might mm. see them, the clones, come together, live on that planet. Yeah. Like a like a, a rebel style, like here's a quick montage of like a sort of where are they now thing. Yeah. 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 For the people like who don't have a movie placement kind of thing. Yeah. Um Which, I could see well, that. I think yeah. Gregor just the Emperor doesn't bother calling him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's just gone, Come right? On, Gregor. He's like, Oh well, cause he's he's I've got this big bongo. <laughs> is he is he is he assumed dead at this point? God knows. I think so. I, like I think in my head, he's had like 10 more explosions <laughs> in, in canon. He's been lost he's, twice. He gets, I think he gets he's killed almost for. as much as Maul does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's, he's definitely unaccounted for at this point. So yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a, a huge question as to how they find him. But I think, I think a Rex and Wolf um, communication is not, 
uh, as as hard a jump as a any one yeah. McGregor. <laughs> I think yeah. I think we'll see like Ahsoka go off on her own, and then we'll see Rex go to the planet. Is it a uh, what planet is Plo Koon on again? Is uh, Kate Namodia. Uh, Kate, Kate yeah, he's on Kate Yeah, you're right. I reckon Rex will land, and then he'll go to Kate Namodia, and we just see the crashed ship and the body hanging out. And Wolf is just standing there, shooting the head repeatedly for like, <laughs> for like ten hours. Oh my god! <laughs> He's like, you know, you can stop now. He's like, I don't want to. It's fun. Oh my god! Look at He's him got right one hand, one hand over his cybernetic eye. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not looking. <laughs> He's like, let me just take the chip out. Oh shit! <laughs> now I do. I do love Wolf though. So I'm. I'm curious how he how he deals with this as well. Yeah, well, we were talking earlier. It was like, what was he on the toilet? <laughs> what was he doing? <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I mean, do you reckon we'll see Commander Apo? Potentially, <laughs> who knows? Hey Rex, did you murder Ahsoka? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Like, yeah, sure. No. <laughs> um, what, what are you holding? Just a dead kid. <laughs> so, what, what? How did you guys? What? What were the thoughts in your head if they were legible? Um, when the uh, I am one with the force. Force. Oh, that's so I'm good. One, whatever. The, I forgot the, the thing now. <laughs> that came. I am one with the force. The force is with me, Nikki. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. To uh, to to uh, share the thoughts in my head. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it's like one of those things where in the moment I was like, okay, that's really cool. I love it. But it's all it's because well, because the because like it hit me, it hit me afterwards. Like the first time, obviously, the one time we've heard that was from Chirrut in Rogue One, and obviously from Baze later. But they aren't Jedi, and neither mm-hmm. is Ahsoka, and neither is Rex. It's like this is this is a mantra, but we've never heard a Jedi say it. You know, right. these are these are people who are in touch with the Force, but who are not a part of the Jedi Order, which is interesting. I don't know if there's anything there, but it's still interesting. I feel like it's a really good like reverse engineering, right? Of of it being this classic Jedi mantra that through all the corruption and you know and losing of the way that people have forgotten right and and mm-hmm. only those who follow the faith so purely like Chirrut or in the guardians of the wills remember it and then and it's something that just ahsoka yeah. knows of and it just kicks in in this moment of well and and like the fact the-, the fact that rex like starts saying it with her is mm-hmm. like someone mentioned that they have a force bond and it broke my heart they did oh they have to Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really do. It just, I, it was a total, um, for me, it just totally echoed the be yeah. with me Sorry. vibe of the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Did you just like laugh at the, at, at like making echo into a pun? Yes. Oh my God, Charlie. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it just reminded me. <laughs> it just reminded me so much of the, be with me kind of vibe to it all. Mm-hmm. Well, and-, and the other thought that I had was like, cause I was like, 
in the moment I was thinking like, okay, why does she say that? Why is that where she goes in order to be able to find the chip? That doesn't make much sense. But then I was like, oh, you know, it's what Ahsoka was probably taught as a, as a meditation, like to calm herself when she was at the temple. And it's like, she's using it to help calm Rex down to soothe his mind so that, she, so that his, the, like the scans can pick up where the chip is. Cause otherwise they wouldn't be able to detect it. Yeah. yeah. And it's there like, there has to be some sort of defense mechanism put in place so that. That was, you know, the, you can't the remove it. as well. Wasn't it? Because they couldn't, hmm. they couldn't pick it up the first time. Either. Yeah, yeah, and I think again with the mantra, it's like it's this. It's uh, certainly with Chirrut, it is the this feeling of just full faith, right? It's mm-hmm. nothing's working. This is it, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I, I that's that's why I I think like the spirituality of Rogue One is so amazing, and it was and it was cool to have that come into here, and again just make the make that galaxy feel like you know it's it's together um yeah, yeah. i think for me the, like the rogue one stuff is cool and i was of course i was like oh yeah cheer it and everything that's awesome and i loved i love the phrase i'm on the force but the thing that really stood out for me is the fact that it sort of emphasizes the uniqueness of the clones themselves and even though they are you know they're clones they are distinct human beings and the way that Rex reaches out, like the way he acts different, the way he acted different to all the 66, the way he repeats that phrase, he is part of the living force. Like he is part of the force. He's a human being who has mm-hmm. his own thoughts and processes, friendships, ideas, beliefs. And it just sort of put in my mind the idea that yes, of like these are people even the ones trying to kill Ahsoka. At the end of the day, these are people, brainwashed people that are being murdered um, and are murdering against their will. And it just sort of doubled down on the tragedy for me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like it, it goes back to, it circles back to and highlights Ahsoka's comment in their discussion just a few minutes earlier where she's like, well, make, at least one good thing has come out of this war. And it's like, yeah, if, if it weren't for the war, Rex wouldn't be there, but at the same, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's It's heartbreaking. It's just Mm -hmm. so, (laughs) it's just so devastating all around. Because we, we've grown up with these clones as well. Like we, we only spend a few minutes with them in episode two and episode three. So we don't really feel that until we watch the clone wars. And even in this episode, I was like, fuck the clones. Like when they turned, I was like, Oh no, I'm like, I'm angry now. Like they're wearing her face and trying to murder her, mm-hmm. um, which is terrifying. When and Jesse like, walked in, I was like, "No, please, please, no, no." <laughs> yeah, it's it's ter- and but then you start to think like a few like an episode ago, we were rooting for these people, we were mourning them, mm-hmm. and they're just, they're victims of themselves, and it's just again another pawn in Sidious's grand plan. To be forgotten like, by him. The hero Captain Vaughn died before he turned. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in power. Rest in power, Captain Vaughn. Oh dear. Have we got anything um, else to add? I have one big thing because it's made me some enemies online. 
<laughs> and I can't wait to pop off on it right now. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Is this All right, okay, sitting guys. back. I'm bracing myself. <laughs> and, by enemies, and by enemies, I mean fake enemies. It was actually, like, legitimately one of the funniest Star Wars debates I've ever had. <laughs> so, Mace Windu was equally right in that scene. Yes. Yes, his, he was. his I, point of view was equally valid in that moment. And there's a lot of shit going around on this guy. And I'm just like, back the fuck off, everyone. It's like, this guy, I can, I can hear you. I can. <laughs> so we'll start, start at the beginning, okay? So Mace Windu, <laughs> is, they, they bring her in. And she talks to them, and they're like, oh, good job. And she's like, I did this as a citizen. And then when she starts asking for information that she's not entitled to anymore, he puts that back on her. And now he's the enemy? I'm like, come on. Well, and it's you, like, you know, you know what oh, it is, Nikki. It's, you know what it is. It's, it's the Holdo situation all over again. Yeah, <laughs> people people get yeah. people get mad people get mad at any like authority figure that stands in the way of their favorite hero, and That's it's like true. and so like again it's and there's like there's diff- so many different levels to it and I think it that's what it comes down to for me it comes down to this like very annoying thing in fandom where character X does something that is so brilliantly written because it's so well planted in their own point of view but. I didn't like that, so fuck that guy, <laughs> and he's a <laughs> shit character, and blah, 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 and meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, that was one of, that little exchange between Ahsoka and Mace Windu is some of my favorite writing in this series, because it's, it's so rooted in these two people who are more alike than they even care to acknowledge about each other, and, and it's like, you have, you have Ahsoka who's like, well, these guys fucked, fucked me over. She even says in the other episode, like, I'm not trying to be fair with the council. And and then you have Mace Windu who's like, Well, this part-timer walked away. Well, she doesn't she's not entitled to this information. We don't have to tell her this. And yeah. it's like it to me, I just loved it. And then just watching all these people turn on Mace Windu because he's a character with a very like cemented point of view. Um I, it just it like annoys me a little bit, and yeah, I, and we had like a funny. I had like a funny debate about it with with some friends, but like at the core of it, like I am not here for this like just total trashing of Mace Windu, <laughs> and like, and like I also resist the narrative of like the Jedi Council is just as bad. It's like they're flawed people, but they're not like evil like i mean like i think we can draw a line between palpatine I mean, Keady, and the- Keady Mundi's evil. oh yeah well yeah Keady Mundi, that's a given but he's a full-on fine that guy homies yeah. homies just missing layups throughout canon now. literal <laughs> yeah. dickhead Keady um, Mundi, we don't we don't mess with but mace windu i think the guy needs a little put a little more respect like walk a mile in yeah. his boots i think if any one of us tried to navigate the jedi order during the clone wars we would we would make some major fuck ups, so I'm just yes. that's my plea. That's my plea to fandom is chill the fuck I, out on Mace Windu. So I will say this as someone who is a little bit harsh on Mace Windu during this episode, I will say that I am no more or less harsh harsh. 
I am no more or less harsh on him than I am when I watch the prequel trilogy. I am equally harsh on him. I think that Mace Windu, um, he doesn't behave in the way that typically a Jedi should, particularly with someone who is a clearly very valuable asset to the Jedi, to someone who, at least from my impression, um, left but seems to be having doubts and is clearly willing to cooperate with the Jedi. She is not somebody to piss off. However, should they have given her private Jedi Council information? No. But did he have to be a dick about it? <laughs> Come but that's on. him. That's him, though. Exactly. Like, and so it's, it's I am no amazing. more... But I'm no yeah. more or less harsh on him than I am while watching the prequel trilogies because I'm like, during the prequels, I'm like, you're being a fucking dick. And during this episode, he's also being a fucking dick. And you see Yoda, who's sitting there trying to be the guy in the middle, like, Padawan Tano. <laughs> he's so cute. To his he's so he's, cute. <laughs> because at that point, he sees the flaws in the Jedi. He mm. had a conversation mm-hmm. about it earlier. He's like, there's something wrong here like we're losing touch with the force and he's sitting here seeing someone you have obi-wan kenobi you sent whole metric fuck ton of jedi sorry i'm getting heated here but a whole metric <laughs> fuck ton of jedi to capture them all and this one padawan ex padawan because she left the jedi order manages to do it and she's there and genuinely wanting to work for the good of the republic don't alienate that person. That person's a good asset. And she has a good heart. But you also both see that there are flaws in the Jedi right now. So y'all can relate to each other. But come on, Mace Windu. Pull the <laughs> fuck out. You're, I know you're not ever capable of doing that at any point in your life or any point during the prequel trilogy. But what the fuck, dude? Well, I think like, this, don't be a dick, Mace. This is, this is the same... Mace, take a seat, young Skywalker. It is Windu. Like it's and the I don't same like character. That <laughs> See, that's the thing for me. It's like I, I can't disconnect writer brain when I think about this, and it's like I only think about him as being so rooted in his point of view and the tension that causes, and thinking that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And, and so, so when I see people just like call him a clown. I'm like, what are you? Oh, you're missing the point, though. It's like, it's like this guy. Like the way they've set up these dynamics is so like rich. And again, it's like mace move. It's a total mace move. It's, but it's very yeah, rooted like, in his character. Doesn't mean he's not a dick. But you have to like also think about it from that point of view. It's like why shouldn't? Why should he be nice? Like in his own head. Because you're right? supposed like, to be a fucking Jedi. You're supposed to be poisoned class and, and, way, and though, fair right? and the light side. But who is doing <laughs> that? <laughs> like it's, it's like everyone's lost in this moment. And, and then it's like, like the stress of the uh, galaxy. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, sorry. And like Nikki Nikki, you had mentioned before that like Mace has been like he's been you know, whatever title you want to give him, but help basically navigating him and Yoda have been navigating the Jedi through a war, the first in, you know, whatever thousand years, thousand generations, whatever measure you want to use this week, George. Um, <laughs> and, but it's like, he, he, I think just like Ahsoka mentions, uh, she says the war is almost over. I think Mace knows that too. And he's like, 
I don't want to say like overly stressed about it, but it's like he knows that something is going to happen, something big and something bad. And he's like he at the end of his rope. A plot to destroy the Jedi. He just yeah, said it. He's like he's right? yeah. he's at the he's at the end of his rope. He's starting to fray a little bit. Like for the first time in all three prequel films, this like cold, calculated Jedi Master who, aside from like almost never like acted, he's stern in the first two in one and in episode one and episode two, but he's never like angry in episode three. He's angry because things are starting to come apart and he doesn't know how to fix it. Cause he doesn't see the, the pieces, you know, mm. he's not, he's not like Yoda. He doesn't have the insight that Yoda has. He's not like Ahsoka who stepped outside of the order and can see its flaws. Now he's still so rooted in the Jedi ways as flawed as they are that, he 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 might know that something's wrong, but he doesn't know how to fix it except to just keep moving forward as hard mm-hmm. as he can. And like oh, definitely. Yeah. And he it's something we got more in Legends, right? Where he has that aggressive personality that takes him closer to the line, right? And that's what like allows him to go toe-to-toe with Palpatine for as long as he does. And mm-hmm. and again, it's like it's just, it's what I like again. It's like, I can't be mad about it because I, I love this attention to character and, and just, just hammering that home. It's like he's, he's a blunt instrument. He is not, yeah, again, like you said, like he's at the end of his rope. And it's what I love so much about this era. It's like everybody is so fucked up right now. And, it, and like, they're like, it's just wrong decision after wrong decision. And, and uh, yeah, Heroes it's like are on both sides. Evil is everywhere. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> this. It's the it's the beauty of of Order sixty six and ev- everything that surrounds it. It's it's yeah. So like for me, it's like I I feel troubled <laughs> when I see people just going after him, and it's like I just I appreciate the big picture too much, um, and I just I needed to stand up for him. Also, let's not forget. I'm not. I'm not playing a. I'm not playing a card here. But let's not forget. This is one of the major first POC characters in Star Wars. Let's yeah. let's not. He, this character means something to someone outside of, outside of what uh, we all think about his decisions. So like, let's you know, cut so, the guy a little slack here. I'm I'm checking Twitter right now, but uh, the 1138 site uh, Twitter. Just posted well an hour ago, I should say, but posted a image macro that just says, "I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh, it's like the Star Wars font, and then in the place where the title would be, unlike a newer, you know, in between the word Star and Wars, it says <laughs> respected respected characters being dicks to each other for reasons that are fundamentally understandable is what makes good drama." Ah, perfect. <laughs> why didn't I? Why didn't I just say that? <laughs> We just spent we just spent That's twenty great. minutes. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to retweet that right now. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the cherry on top. <laughs> Sorry. That's everyone in the conversation <laughs> I could hear in my head. Um I I do agree. Like at first I was like, fuck this dude. And then I rewatched the episode, I was like, no. They're both playing each other. Like Ahsoka's being a bit of a dick. She's she's still a teenager. She's still like, even though she's a young adult, she's still got that whole like, I'm a citizen, and he just sort of throws it back at her, being a dick. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like he, yeah, yeah. It's it's back and forth. Um, 
also, <laughs> she's hardly innocent in this scene. Like she's not this little child anymore. Oh, definitely um, not. Yeah. So and it's yeah. Like, just she everybody can take sucks. It. <laughs> I think as well as like like from Maze's point of view, and like to the credit and also discredit, she's very much like Anakin. And mm-hmm. so, in Maze's mind, at the minute. He's worrying about the whole Chancellor deal. He's worrying about the threat of the threat of the Jedi. He's literally talking about the whole can we trust Anakin? He can't tell Ahsoka that specific information because she is close to Anakin. Mm-hmm. She literally just asked for him like five seconds ago. So he's he's not gonna be like, Yeah, yeah, sure. Um he's got a reason to be doubtful. It's not until later on in the film, like like fifteen minutes later, I suppose, but until Anakin tells Mace about what Palpatine told him that he starts to trust right. him a little bit. Yeah. And so that's it's, literally it's right before he gets his hand chopped off and tossed out a window. So exactly. <laughs> Not great. Yeah. Not great. For that it's like, out. it's like, um, yeah, it's like they're, they're bigger. Like again, his point of view, it's like there's bigger stuff at play than I can sit and have tea time with you about. <laughs> like it's like, right. there's just, there's too much going on. It's again, it's the beauty of this, this moment in time. Um, so yeah, no, I I I just really like enjoyed that scene and the sort of yeah weird like vibes that came out of it from some corners, especially when it's like people who will say all this shit about Mace Windu and then bend over fucking backwards to explain why Kylo Ren had to kill those villagers. Oh boy, <laughs> like, that's another that's another angle here. So again, but I'm here, glad we got to talk the, about this. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Nikki. <laughs> Here's the thing. Technically, Kylo Ren is a morally ambiguous character because he does evil things and is hot. So there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Ain't that also, the technically, he's black because his uh, grandfather was James Earl Jones. <laughs> that, that take. I am so ashamed to see that I've actually seen that take in the wild. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, I will anyway. say as well, before, the, yeah, before we wrap up that final thought about Mace Windu, like, <laughs> oh god, I forgot what I was going to say now because <laughs> I just got the idea of that stupid tweet in my head. Oh god! Oh, bear with me, bear with me for a second. I'm trying well, to think well, Kyle, Kyle Ren apologists tend to derail a lot of conversations, so there you go. <laughs> well, while you think of the words, I just want to say, like, I love, I love these characters too much, and it's like, and it's like. I've never really found myself in a position like I don't have a Dash Rendar, Charlie, <laughs> like Charlie does. Like, I just don't have one. Like, I, I, don't, I can't look at someone and just be like, "Well, I fucking hate them." Like I don't know why. Um, so when whenever I see these things about people like jumping in on someone, I'm like, "Hey, come on!" Um, but it's it's a, it's an amazing thing. It's it it means it means this shit is hitting home because people are getting riled up about it. Yeah. For like story reasons, um, so yeah, it, it's just cool. from, yeah, it's cool just from what I was saying is that that whole scene with Mace and Ahsoka is great because it just shows the the tragedy. It just adds again to the tragedy of it all, which mm-hmm. is the fact that the Jedi can't even deal with themselves, let alone yeah, the they can't galaxy. trust each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just adds to the whole tragedy of it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way they're going to stop themselves from being wiped out. Yeah, and like Yoda. Like like you know, Yoda came up and he's sitting there in the middle trying to reconcile 
because because this is post Yoda, like I'm not sure anyone wins a war ever, kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it yeah, it's, post, it's. I know that Qui Gon Jinn told me everything I know before <laughs> right. was a lie. <laughs> right. I, I can okay. tell we're fucked already. Um, yeah. So it again, yeah. It's it's what makes this this point in Star Wars so rich. Also, kudos to um, Yoda for acting as an answering machine. <laughs> yeah. Only messenger would like God. to leave. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, has anyone got, got anything else to add before we wrap up? What the fuck is going to happen on Monday? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... Who, who will we I be? Who will we be as people on Monday? I can tell what? you what it's going to happen. I'm going to wake up first thing in the morning. I'm going to watch the episode, and then I'm going to have to go to work. And I don't know oh, how no. that's going to go. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Help me! I'm scared. Good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I can't <laughs> wait to see the thing I want to see. In the, okay, why don't we wrap up with this? Okay, one thing we want to see from the final episode. I'll start. My one thing is that I would love, I just absolutely love, is to see Darth Vader in the Clone Wars style. Oh. Mmm. Mm. Sorry, I had to add a mmm to that. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I, like, I can see I that like happening. It. Yeah, especially if we especially if we get a montage moment like we were saying before, I could see that happening. Yeah, I'd love to see like a sort of similar like to Revenge of the Sith, like the folded arms and everything. Like that'd be cool, or like the, Quis- the Inquisitors or something like him with the Inquisitors, and that'd be interesting. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah. Oof. I oh, I've mentioned this on Twitter last night, but I I want a hollow net. Padme cameo, but unfortunately I don't see any scenario where that happens and no. shit on Mustafar changes. Um I I don't know. Honestly, I just I really want this is like I know I'm gonna get this, but I um I'm just really, really looking forward to how we part ways, how Ahsoka and Rex part ways, how they mm-hmm. part ways from Maul. Um I'm very, very curious as to what the reasoning is to split up. And um, I also want to see a living, breathing, walking Gunji in the epilogue. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the rest of those Padawans as long as Gunji's okay with his little wooden lightsaber buried under the sand so nobody can find it and nobody even thinks he's a little Jedi. That would be cool. And then he immediately gets enslaved by the Empire to build the Death Can you, like, do me a big favor, Charlie, and stop? Oh my god! See, my thing is for a, for the, like, same reason at heart, but opposite like, process, I don't want to see them at all. Like, just keep that <laughs> shit undefined and I'm good. Like, you're you're fine. Let me, let me, uh, let me tell my own story as far as the younglings go. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as like what I would want to see, I don't really know. I think probably just cause the idea came up earlier. I think it'd be cool to get the safe, secure society, um, speech from some point of yeah. view that Ahsoka could see. But I think, I think, yeah, I think I'd like 
a rebels type epilogue to to sort of wrap up from a few different point of views. Yeah. Maybe not with voiceover oh, or anything, but just some, you know, sequence of no. shots. Yeah, just like just like a musical montage or something. Yeah. Like, like Revenge um, of the Sith, even, you know. Or what if it cut out and it's it's Ahsoka retelling the Clone Wars and it, it zooms out and it's Luke and Leia. I've heard that same theory, but with Sabine, and like that sets up the That's cool the next well. series. Mm. Which I, I don't really want because No, me neither. No. I, I want it to feel like this is its own story and not Yeah. Not that, trying to yeah, jump that, to that, something else. Yeah, that makes it kind of feel that, that again, the, like you were saying before, that's too much people thinking, oh, everything's got to be connected and not mm-hmm. like its own story. So, right. Um, I, I think mine is I want to see, like I mentioned this before, but I want to see, I want to get inside Rex's head a little bit. Um, I know, obviously, every we didn't have time this last episode because everything happened so fast, but. I want to see, I want, I want to just like, even if it's just a quick, like two or three line scene of him and Ahsoka talking about what it was like for those few minutes for him to be under the effects of order 66 and how he feels now. Like I want, I want to like to decompress that a little bit. I want to hear just cause it, cause like, it'll do what, like what Charlie, what you were saying is like, gives us a clue into what the mental state is of the other clones at the same mm-hmm. time, like when they were going through the same thing. I'd love mm-hmm. to see Cody. Like, does, he, does, he feel, <laughs> does he feel? Does he feel? Oh God! <laughs> what if Cody just put a blaster to his head? Like, <laughs> what if Cody stands in front of a ATTE cannon and <laughs> tells him to fire? Oh my fucking God! <laughs> <laughs> And the guy driving the tank is a, is Boga. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want it now. <laughs> Vengeance, bitch. <laughs> like, I'm sorry for shooting you, buddy. You can kill me now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and he sees all his brothers in front of him before he dies. He sees 99 and oh, and Waxer. Yeah. It's like I'm coming home, boys. It's like oh all birds God. around the head, and it cuts to heaven in Star Wars. Like they finally canonized heaven, and it's just like the Harambe. Clone club. It's just, no, it's the clone, <laughs> it's the clone club, <laughs> and they're all partying in heaven. Five, like, hi, Cody. Really oh, the clone gay bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in the clouds. Oh, the best part of Star Wars: the clone gay they, bar. They have to take the. Uh, the taxis up into the clouds. And it cuts to Luke. He goes, I can see something. Gaking <laughs> in the clouds. <laughs> oh my lord. Everything they fought for, you would be betraying. <laughs> Don't go clubbing, Luke. God damn it. I'm trying to teach you something here. Hey, it's Commander Skywalker's son. <laughs> oh, one really quick comment. Did you guys, because we talked about it a little earlier, um, the way Rex sort of like changes when the chip is taken out. Do you notice how he doesn't call her commander? And it's like, it's all like Ahsoka. And like, it's that he's softer. He's like, uh, after getting that out, I thought that was a really like cool touch. Yeah. Yeah, And he calls, he he says, uh, what does he say as well? Like he says, um, kid, he calls a kid, right? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like he did when they first met in the first oh! very, in the, in the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That hits hard. Yeah. God. Thank you, Dave. Thank <laughs> you. He's like, I want to break your spirits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Wreckers. I just, yeah, I can't wait for whatever we get. I hope, it's gonna it's be a, I hope it's a long episode. I was about to say, how long do we know how long well, it's going to be? We I don't think don't. we know. Um, the last few episodes have been longer than normal Clone Wars episodes. Like this, this mm-hmm. past, this one uh, shattered was 24 minutes and usually they've run 22. And I think the one before that was more as well. So it might be, we don't know. It could be closer to 30 minutes. We might end up getting a bonus long episode. I would, I mean, I obviously like, I want what is, you know, the, the best version of it. So I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, what? 22 minutes. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I would love if they did it like rebels with like a 44 minute, like kind of like double episode finale, like last episode. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, obviously <laughs> uh, three out of four, I uh, have been like 10 out of 10. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to trust whatever the final version of this last one is, is pretty much it's, it's best format. Mm-hmm. Because I know the rebels was just two episodes put together, right? The final episode, kind of. They were they were edited together, but I think um, the way that it, the structure worked, it made it very much seem like they were always meant to be like viewed continuously and not split up over like two weeks. So it's, yeah, it's it's weird because they they aired two episodes back to back, but one episode was a twenty two minutes and the. Second episode was a forty-four or something. Yeah, so it's so like it was like basically like, it's like three minute. episodes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's funky. I don't remember exactly where the cut was in that forty-four minute one, if there was one. Maybe we might get a forty-minute one. I think that'd be really yeah. cool. Who knows? That would be nice. Whew. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I, I do expect we'll get something similar to what George was wanting to do, which is just introduce the elements of the original trilogy so maybe we'll get to see like the v-wings with the tie fire sounding like the, the mm-hmm. completely gray star destroyers um that'd be really like cool. the public cruises yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. they come out of they come out of hyperspace on coruscant and the and everything's already turned imperial yeah they got the flag Woof. Down Woof. <laughs> oh well, i think that's all we've got time for uh this week we hit on that perfect- cheery note oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. two hours um Ben, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything you'd love to plug? Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of what I do in fandom is wrapped up in this podcast. I do audio editing for it. I do occasionally write articles over on 1138, usually having to do with animated TV shows. So if you like hearing more about my opinions on Clone Wars and Rebels and other places, you can go over to 1138.com and... Uh, Check it out there. Otherwise, yeah, you can check out my Twitter for random thoughts on random things, whatever. Not always Star Wars. So if you're hoping for just Star Wars thoughts, that's probably not the best place to go. But uh, my Twitter handle is at Benergizer1 if you want to go there for whatever reason. Perfect. Yeah, it's yes, so, do. so good to have you on, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's That's about freaking time, man. It's been super <laughs> fun to listen to you talk. Mostly I just like I'm sitting here and listening to you talk. So I'm like, hell yes, Ben. 
They're like, I wish these other guys would shut up. <laughs> Why don't I do a podcast with the other two? Let's just have Ben. <laughs> Ben's like reading out this whole like amazing theory, and then we're in the background with Lego X Wing like, Dicks, <laughs> <laughs> Dicks and stuff. Dicks and stuff. We're like Clone Game Bar. <laughs> <laughs> I've 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 been editing this podcast for long enough that I knew exactly what I was getting into. So don't worry about me. <laughs> oh, so true. Good soldiers, <laughs> all the martinis. Our greatest, he's our greatest listener. Also, he's, he he's heard every episode. Yeah. I, I listen. I listen to every episode twice. Once when I'm editing it. Once when it goes up. So there you go. I, just curious. Are, are you like high fiving yourself when you listen to the final version? Mm, you're like no. you're like yeah you're like yeah I did that <laughs> did you, see, you hear that edit I there, did was that. A, there was a there was so much hesitation on that no, no here, here's, here's the here's here's the thing Nikki you're 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 a writer you're aware of the creative process right you know I, I you know the creative the creative process is never. I'm satisfied with that. That's good. I'm putting it out in the world. It's like, ah, oh, shoot. I'm, I, I did, I didn't fix it. I need to bring it back. Bring it back. I need to fix that. That's why I have never once listened to one of our episodes after it's been put yeah, out. Yeah, me neither. Oh, really? Any, one any time more. ever. Oh my God. Y'all need to what get on that. To? We say some stupid shit sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, I live in the moment. And once it's happened, it's happened. I don't need to revisit it. <laughs> <laughs> That's best. Oh. Should I say, Nick, we gotta got put a statement out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just want to say uh, we regret everything we said this episode. Um, we will learn. We will change. Um, <laughs> oh, then we'll boy. find gay bars. <laughs> I now live my life as a gay clone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as a clone. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yes. A bit redundant there, buddy. It's a, a very narcissistic clone. Is it gay oh or masturbation? <laughs> that's, how the, that's how the show ends. <laughs> that's that's the uh, last line. Just D. Bradley Baker. That that question is honestly what came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, Let's man. not find out. <laughs> uh, that was George's plan. He's like, the reason I wanted to tell the clone wars was, so, you know, I guess we can work out if the clones fuck each other. <laughs> it's like they do. <laughs> oh boy, good soldiers uh, follow orders. Oh lord. Yeah, well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back. Uh, we've got a live episode on Saturday. If you want to listen to us talk more nonsense, you can do that. See ya. Bye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Hey, out there in listener land, thank you for listening. If you want to hear or see more from the Senators, please go to the website imperialsenatepodcast.com, where you will find links to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the show, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email in to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com, and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you.